You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, July the 19th, 2019. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual on a Friday morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig, good morning. What a wild, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week we had, and... uh... I'm sure we'll have lots of interesting things to chat about. <laughs> no doubt about that, my friend. Hey, every week it seems like here in the summertime, I lead off telling everybody about either the deals page at Sprott Money or the Sprott Super Summer Sale, which it ends in like 12 days. So people need to take advantage of this. And they should have taken advantage of it last week, Eric, because silver now is over a dollar higher than it was last Friday. So uh, there's still time, though. The Sprott Super Summer Sale goes on till July 31st. You can go to SprottMoney.com and check us out, or you can call us up at 888-861-0775. Eric, over a dollar in silver, a 27 more dollars in gold, making new highs going all the way back to May of 2013. How do you feel here on Friday, the 19th of July? Well, it's uh, very exciting. As I kind of warned on the broadcast last week, I warned our listeners that I might buy all the silver that Sprott that silver uh, that's brought the money had in inventory. Well, you know, I bought the equivalent of what they had in inventory, but I, I did buy it uh, through a different physical route. Uh, put in about 10 million into silver in the week. Obviously silver wants to go here. The setup on the, the uh, CME is incredible. I mean, people are short. The bankers are short one, almost 1.2 billion ounces of silver. And you know what? The world wants to own silver. And I used the analogy, I think it was last week, that if the uh, bank from, uh, was it Hungary or Poland, that bought the 100 tons yeah. of gold had, had put their money in silver, there'd be no silver. And it's just, I'm, the reason I say it, it's so easy. You know, what's, what's $15 billion in this day and age to clean out all the inventory? So we got a wonderful setup with all the shorts in silver. We got a wonderful setup with all the shorts in uh in gold, they continue to sell these two metals short to try to limit the uh, the rise in the price. And yet we see um, physical volumes pouring into the ETFs. You just mentioned to me off phone here that 11 tons came into the uh, GLD yesterday. Well, you know, you can't do 11 tons for 250 trading days a year. You'd be buying every ounce of gold ever produced. And it's not just the GLD. I mean, there's ETFs over in Europe that are hot too, and and in in Asia. So, I mean, this it's a worldwide thing. We all kind of know that more and more experts are going to the reasoning behind gold's move. Uh, the latest person was Ray Dalio, who said, "Oh, it's so obvious that we're going to go to negative interest rates here. What are you going to own? We're going to have a paradigm shift. That's an important word. We're going to have a paradigm shift." where what worked before doesn't work and new things will work. And the new thing that he pointed out was a gold trade. And, you know, people suggest, well, have 10% of your money in gold. Well, you know what? Gold and, and gold and shares represent about uh, one half of 1% of people's portfolios. And uh, you know, how do you get to 10? Right. I mean, it's impossible. Like, you know, it's almost like the price has to go up 20 times to get to 10%. And, we seem to be on that kind of a drive where we had this huge breakout. Uh, the uh, gentleman who kind of tipped me off to things uh, 
at the end of May when he said, you know, it's going to 1450 in uh, five to seven weeks, and it almost did exactly that. It went to 1443. He's now coming out and suggesting a target of 1750. Now, I want our listeners to know, if gold goes to 1750, there will be substantial outerwardly amounts of money made in the the equity shares in the precious metal business. Uh, the UE index is already up almost 50% uh, from about uh, from the end of May. Yeah, two months. From from the low, of the, I mean, it's incredible, okay? And we've just started. Yeah. So it kind of looks good, and, and I, I really want to focus in on silver because some of the silver targets that I see out there <clears throat> are substantive. And let's just... They're, they're twice as big as I'm going to mention, but let's let's just say 50, okay? Let's say silver goes to 50. Well, now, the average guy's cost might be 15 and 20. Let's just say 20. So fine, now he's making $30. Now, you just figure out how many ounces of silver the guy's going to make, multiply by 30, tax it, and that's what he's going to earn, and then tell me how cheap a multiple it is, and you realize what can happen to some stocks. And, you know, the silver stocks have gone crazy this week. I don't even know. Right. What percent they've gone up? I've had stocks this week that have gone up fifty percent. Yep. Uh, so uh, there's there's so much more to happen here. We've just started on silver. I mean, it, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be very exciting going forward here. And I've been very active in the silver space this week and last week. Uh, a couple of them have been announced. One was announced yesterday about some discovery metal. There's other ones I'm working on that. There's probably something happening, uh, but it's not. It hasn't been completed yet, and I'm making a transition from, let's say, a high-quality uh, gold stock to uh, lesser-known silver and gold names, and particularly gold names where uh, the leverage is incredible. Eric, how far? It's hard to speak in generalities, but some of the exploration companies are still kind of. Or, you know, the, just kind of going sideways. You know, the stuff down in the Pilbara hasn't really bounced yep. back yet. Um, in general, what kind of market participation, what kind of price rise do you think, you know, really sets off a scramble where people are just looking for anything? Not going to be far from here. Um, I mean, we're, we're testing the recovery highs that we've had here, okay? And, um, we, in fact, we might have gone through them yesterday. I haven't even had it. I'm not in my office. I haven't had a chance to check the exact, you know, whether we were $2 high. I think we had a record closing high for this year. Uh, but it's not going to take much more. I mean, if people see gold going to 1500 I mean, look at the bottom to 1050 We're at right. 1500 We're in a bull market. We're in a bull market in the equities. You know, when stocks go up 20%, it's a bull market. The UE index is up 50 And um, I am... Looking for small cap names, I'll give you an example of a name. I won't mention the name, but the stock was trading at 350 in 2011, which was the high for the price of gold, and and also the high in Canadian dollars. The Canadian company, and the Canadian dollar price of gold at the high was 1880, and the price today is 1880, and this company is trading at one seventeenth hmm. of its high, one seventeenth of its high and they're involved in a major discovery 
uh, like these things can go like scalded cats. We had a company in Canada called GG Gold, came up with a beautiful hole up in the Golden Triangle, and that stock's up 100% now. I mean, it, it's going to happen in a hurry here. So you got to be looking real hard. You got to take risks. You got to make the assumption that big things are happening. And how do I participate in this? Can I buy silver in the ground for 10 cents? Can I buy gold in the ground for like $25? That sort of thing, you know? Because anybody who's got any gold in the ground, when gold gets to some of these targets, like 2,000, every ounce anybody has in the ground will be economic. So uh, that's what I've been spending a lot of my time doing here in these last few weeks. Yeah, no, it's it's an exciting time. And it's, what's fun is you and I have been talking about this uh, really all year, that this was going to be a big year, you know, that the central banks yeah. were going to be reversing policy and that nobody was anticipating and expecting that. And when you talk about the amount of global assets that are not in gold, not in gold, I, I'll give you another yeah. stat, Eric. Just this week, the Chinese, uh, it was announced the Chinese were liquidating some treasuries again. It was a very small amount relative to what they total have. It was like uh, $3 billion worth. But if they were to take just that little tiny little bit of money, they have over a trillion dollars in treasuries. If they took that little tiny bit of money, it's like 65 metric tons of gold. I mean, it, there's so much yeah. fiat cash and so little gold. And maybe if gold starts uh, moving up fast, people are going to go to silver too. Right. And silver really hasn't, hasn't even had a move yet, relatively. I mean, who's kidding who? Like, and that's, and the, the data we're seeing on physical silver removal and the short, the short position, the comics are just screaming at you that, man, this thing can really get going here in a, in a big hurry. I know, Eric. There are uh, there's a whole list of questions from uh, folks that uh, have sent in this week. And again, I want to uh, really appreciate all the questions that get sent in from all of our listeners. And we just have our, our time is limited each week normally, and so we can't get to all of them. And we'll try to get to most of these today. But Eric, before we go there, I know there are a couple of equities you wanted to discuss. Uh, directly, uh, Tudor maybe and uh, RNX, yeah. maybe a little Wallbridge. Why don't yeah. you hit us with what you're looking sure. at there? Sure. Well, it was announced that I made a further private investment into Tudor at 45 cents a share. By the way, the stock closed yesterday at 39, I believe, in Canada. It's in the Golden Triangle. Uh, it's drilling a monster play, just like the GT Gold play. The, the the last hole they announced, which was last year, was 563 meters of 1.08 gold. It's in a perfect logistical place to develop it. The, the, the market cap of the company's like under 50 million, I think. And yet we're, what we're shooting for is to find the 10 or 20 million ounce discovery. So you're paying nothing for this discovery. Um, so that's the sort of play that I like where, man, if the price of gold goes to, you know, 1700 or 2000 these plays will look so economically viable. And the stock will go up so much. And the analogy I used is Seabridge back in 2000. I remember buying it at a dollar. And their their theory was, well, we're going to buy ore bodies that will work at $400. The price was 250 Well, of course, the price goes to 1900 And Seabridge went from a dollar to $35. That is what we're looking for. A dollar to $35. Set you up for life. Yeah. That's what it's all about. How about uh, now? Oh, oh! I should mention. Few. I should mention. They, uh, uh, RNC had an announcement that Mark Selby uh, was leaving the company. 
Uh, I don't know the reason for it. I presume I might hear something about that this week. It was just announced overnight last night. Uh, it was a little critical of Mark for, you know, putting the company back into a debt position by buying the mill in, um, in Australia. Uh, Paul Ewan will be taking over. He's a veteran mining guy, so uh, a gold mining guy, which Mark was not a gold mining guy. So hopefully, uh, it, the stock's been very quiet here, relative to everything else, of course. So hopefully this uh, can uh, restart that. In the case of Wallbridge, a company called Belmoral that basically owns all the land around them announced that, oh, we're going to drill just on the border of where Wallbridge is drilling because we see this uh, this uh, formation going on to our property. And that's interesting in the sense that if it does go on to their property, it sort of confirms that, okay, we might have a two-and-a-half-kilometer-long property here. Now, you know, you start putting two and a half kilometers and you've got uh, depths of 600 meters, you've got widths of who knows what the widths are, but man, you can get some big, big uh, resources here very, very quickly. So uh, we'll stand by in that one. Uh, in terms of, I know there was some questions about the Golden Triangle. In yeah, the, that was one of the uh, questions. North, North, Northwestern BC, and I, I'm in a company called Garibaldi. We used to talk about it. I yep. know that they're they're drilling. Uh, hoping that they'll have some um, some results posted here soon. The stock's telling you that they've been successful in the drilling there. And uh, the whole area, is, it, it, you're just elephant hunting in the Golden Triangle. Uh, that's where the GTT Gold uh, announcement was earlier this week. The stock was up 100% this year. Uh, that's where Tudor is. Uh, that's where uh, Seabridge is. That's where Pratium is. SK Creek was there. So it's, it's a wonderful area to um, to make major discoveries. I also had a couple questions this week, Eric, about uh, some of the streaming companies. Uh, yeah. Mavericks, uh, Metalla Royalty. I, do you ever yeah. invest in streaming companies? What do you think about those? Well, well, I haven't. Uh, and I'm not so sure that, that that is not where I put my money today because you know, for those guys, because their cost of the ore is so low, uh, they're a little bit like Kirkland that way, where, you know, your cost of production is essentially, let's say, the $400 you advanced against the gold purchase. So you're, you're already making 1000 bucks and 1400 You know, when it goes to 1600 you're making an extra 20%. Well, there's lots of mining companies whose costs are $1,200. Right. When it goes to 1600 they double their earnings. Uh, that That's the sort of company i'm more interested in in owning so i haven't and they've been great plays for sure and i think they're very interesting they're very interesting uh but they're not uh, situations that i follow very closely you've been talking uh for a couple of weeks about silver companies and trying to find silver yeah. companies that you can invest in well here comes everybody with some suggestions for you let me just lay a okay. couple on you um, okay. and you tell me if any of these four are anything that you know about levon or levon sure. exelon yeah. uh company called exelon silver one or alexco yeah. okay well levon I just bought uh, 20% of Discovery Metals, which is buying Levon. Okay. So that's the answer to that one. That was this week, okay? Um, Exelon, which has gone up 100% now in about a month and a half. I own, I think I own 27% of that. I haven't bought any recently, but then I'm well positioned. I'm probably actually restricted from buying it because I'm over 20. Uh, so... 
it, it's a good investment. It doesn't have the leverage of some of the other ones because they're uh, they're uh, they're such a high grade silver producer that it it does it wouldn't have the kind of upside that, for example, a Levon might have. Uh, we had Alexco. I'm visiting with Alexco this coming week. Uh, they're coming to my office. I'm an owner. Uh, good silver play, high grade. So not quite the leverage of a low grade. Levon's low grade, for example, would have way more leverage than uh, than Alexco in a in a high price silver environment. I'm talking high price here now. You know, go to fifty or a hundred dollars, something like that. Uh, what was the fourth one you mentioned? Silver One. Oh, Silver One. Okay. Well, Silver One, uh, I believe I just purchased about 18% of that company. I think that's in the public domain. I sure hope it is. They did an issue that I was a big participant in about three weeks ago. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, two of those uh, four names I've re- recently purchased. So in, in recommending that people buy Silver Stocks, they got to try to get in front of me right. because I'm all in. Right. And I'm looking every day now, and if there's something that's uh, got some action going, I'm trying to find it yeah. early. Yeah. Uh, Eric, one, let's close with this question because uh, I think this is I, I this is a good question for a lot of listeners, I suppose, that, that listen to us every week and are getting excited about the space and they see what's going on in the world, but – you know, they don't consider themselves to be, you know, uh, hedge fund managers or high net worth yeah. or anything like that. This one came in and said, look, I'm, I'm just a small time buyer of precious metals on occasion. Do you have any advice for us ordinary folk, he says, who are likely yeah. uh, getting older, want to protect our savings rather than leave it in the bank where it doesn't earn any interest and prefer yeah. the safety of owning their investments? We, this guy says he listens to our talks every week, but he's not a big time buyer. What do you, what do you tell somebody like that? Well, of course, I'm an aggressive purchaser, okay, and I'm an aggressive investor. Yes, you are. And <laughs> and uh, I kind of preach that everything's about risk-reward. And if you won't take any risk, you won't get a reward. And and, and when I'm looking at uh, precious metal stocks, I, I normally talk about the reward. And the rewards here that we are potentially looking at, uh, which are measurable, and, and you can, if you're an investor, you can measure it one of two ways. One, okay, what's the guy theoretically got in the ground, okay? And what's the market price of that? You divide the number of ounces into the market cap. And, okay, it's cost me $10 an ounce. Now, just do a calculation. Imagine the price of gold goes up 300 Do you think the $10 an ounce is an appropriate valuation if the price of gold just went up by 300 What do you think? Maybe that might go to $100 in the ground. Okay, it goes to 100. You make 10 times of your money. Or be the producer, calculate the extra profit. They, everybody tells you what their cost of producing is. You know, their ASIC, it's, let's say, 1100 So at 1300 he's making $200. At 1500 he's making $400. His earnings doubled. Has the stock doubled? If the stock has doubled, giddy up, go. And what if gold goes to 2000 Now the guy's making uh, uh, 900 dollars an ounce well you know the stock's going to go up by three or four hundred percent so i you know people can either choose to believe that we have a new paradigm as ray dalio talked about or don't believe make up your mind do we have a new paradigm or don't we have a new paradigm if we have a new paradigm 
big, big, big things which have already happened are going to continue to happen in the precious metal space. Yep. And I'd also encourage those folks to listen to us every single week, wouldn't you? Uh, we're going to keep I, talking about this stuff every week, that's for sure. Well, it's very exciting. Um, a lot of things have moved now, so it's getting less and less opportunistic because it's it's more obvious, right? It's more obvious that gold's on, in a bull market. Yeah, It's not obvious that silver's in a bull market, but it sure feels like it's going to be in a bull market. Uh, so there's still opportunity. I think there's probably more opportunity in silver than there is in gold. Uh, but that could, ch- I mean, we could be sitting here next week in silver at 1750 or something and in a confirmed bull market. Yeah. Well, you know, pe- people don't wait around. You got to make your move when yeah. the timing is right. Yeah, I tell you, the, the, the burst in price this week in silver had all the uh, kind of the trappings of that initial surge of big money coming in um, that you'll look back on it now, you know, six, 12 months from now and go, yep, yep, that was that was the point. We've seen it before. And the interesting thing about it, both in silver and gold, is that the commercials who were short and have shorted into this rally big time, they still haven't covered. In other words, we don't have any influence of them having to cover their shorts. And, you know, maybe they won't. Maybe they can engineer some takedown again. So, for example, you know, maybe they'll get the CME to increase margins on silver and gold, and hopefully they can try to shake people out. That's what happened in, uh, I think it was 2011 or 13. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was so so orchestrated. I mean, it was just a joke. Because, you know, we can't have the banks losing money here, even though they, they prove that they're idiots over and over again. But uh, they've got people trying to protect them, so there's always that risk that uh, somehow the exchanges try to rig uh, the price going down. But there's so much physical buying in the world. If we could have a real sniff that there's a physical problem and we know we got them and who knows where that place is going. Exactly. It could be way beyond anything you and I have been talking about. Yeah. And you start getting that instead of a 0.5% global allocation, you get a 1.5% or a 2.5%. That just simply overwhelms what the banks are trying to do too. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Right. Exactly. Well, again, we're, we're going to keep having these talks. Uh, every Friday, I encourage everybody to listen, especially at such an exciting time. And there is obviously no time like the present to visit SprottMoney.com. You can buy metal there. You can store metal with us at any of our six locations around the world. Uh, it is just a fabulous time to be getting involved in the precious metals. So please visit SprottMoney.com or call us 888 888- Eight six one zero seven seven five. We'll even tell you how to own it in your IRA. Give us a call anytime, Eric. Uh, I will give you a call again next week, and I look forward to speaking with you then. I will look forward to that. I can leave everyone with two words: paradigm shift. I like it. I like it. All right, my friend. Have a great weekend. You too, Greg. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday. 